don't want to be successful everywhere else would be a failure in my home. And so men know, and it's particularly, you know, driven men. They know that, hey, I'm doing a good job here. I'm doing a good job there. And I'm and I feel like I'm doing a good job at home. And if your husband is doing a good job at home, ladies, let him know that he's doing an amazing job. Pat him on the back. Pat him on his butt. Pat him. Give him a fist bump and say, you are killing it, man. You are knocking it out of the park. You are a great father. You are a great husband. You're just a great man. And I'm blessed to have you. That is going to bless him. So he need admiration. Let him know that you admire him. I'm Todd Payne, Regional Manager for Bot Radio Network here in Memphis. The following Mid-South Viewpoint is on the topic of biblical marriage. Some of its content may be inappropriate for younger children. Please use discretion. I'm Pastor Myron Thomas, and this is my beautiful wife, Tori, guest hosting Mid-South Viewpoint for Byron Tyler. I'm stepping in. I'm filling in. We're filling in for, for Byron Tyler. Good brother, strong believer, knows the Lord, and just really excited about this opportunity. And so he'll be back next week, but we're excited that we're here. And this is part two. This is part two mm-hmm. of Her Knees, His Knees. Mm-hmm. And on yesterday, we talked about her knees. And so today we'll talk about some of his knees. And so this is this some good stuff. This is some mm-hmm. good stuff. So make sure y'all tune in continuously. Mm-hmm. This is some good stuff. So on yesterday we talked about her knees. And so we did a song couple of years ago called Still in Love. Mm -hmm. And that's actually the name of our podcast. Mm -hmm. If this is your first time tuning in, the name of our podcast is Still in Love. So go and listen to our podcast, Still in Love. It will bless your entire life. God is doing some amazing things. And uh, we did this song. And in this song that we did, we talked about her needs and we talked about his needs. And we talked about uh, conflict in in marriage. Mm -hmm. And some of you all may have these type of conflicts Mm -hmm. in marriage. And um, the first verse, the guy was communicating how he felt and how his needs weren't being met. And he communicated to his wife and she felt some kind of way mm-hmm. about him communicating to her. And she got upset with him and defensive and saying, if I'm not enough, blame me. I'm the issue. Go and get somebody else. Take care of yourself. And and he's like, how did you get all of that from that? I was just communicating how I was feeling. But you took offense to it and became defensive about it. And I don't know what to do anymore. And so I feel like I've been the only one trying for the longest and I'm not sure if I still I want it. I don't know if I'm still in love with you. So that's how the first verse went. And the second verse was the woman feeling a certain type of way about her husband because he felt that she wasn't submissive. And she says, not that I'm not being submissive. It's just that you're not leading. You don't want to lead, you know, and and you may be here physically, but you're not here emotionally. And I feel some kind of way because you're called. We're called as men of God to be the leader, to be the head, to to love unconditionally and to to meet our wives need, financial need, the emotional need. And sometimes we don't do that. And when we don't do that. They feel some kind of way. So she says, not that I'm not being submissive. It's just that I'm having to lead. And you should be leading and the bills are not being paid and your arms are just crossed and you're not doing anything about it. And you don't want me to say anything. You want me to just sit back while you do nothing. Hmm. I'm not used to sitting back, you know, and I'm not trying to, to step on your toes or get in front of you. I just need you to step up and be my leader. And it's difficult to 
go forward when I'm sitting behind a parked car. And so she's feeling very frustrated. And she's saying that, hey, listen, the only time that we touch is when you want to be sexually involved. You don't want to mm-hmm. touch when it's just, you know, a hold, a, a walking past me, just a kiss, um, a text message through the day. You just want to get straight to it from zero to 100. And I don't work like that. My mind doesn't work like that. It doesn't go from zero to 100. It goes from zero to four to seven, sometime back to two, to 12, to 50, to 71. So get me there. Mm-hmm. And you just want to just go straight to it. And it's frustrating. And I feel like I'm the only one trying and I'm not sure if I still want it. So that's conflicting in marriage. Mm-hmm. And so the last verse goes like this, which is really good, because now the couple is really getting what they they got what they needed from the Lord. Mm-hmm. They got to a place where it's OK. You know, let me get myself together. Let me really, really think about my spouse's needs. Mm-hmm. You know. My wife has needs. Mm-hmm. My husband has needs. Mm-hmm. And so let me stop thinking so much about what I need and think about what he need or what she need. And so this is what happens. So she's speaking now to her husband. This verse three, she's speaking to her. Husband. She says, let me start by telling you that I'm sorry, babe. Mm-hmm. I lost focus and I don't know how it started, babe. That blessed him already because he feels like you never say you sorry. <laughs> My God, like mm-hmm. now you say you sorry. That's the first thing, ladies. Some of you are in marriages and your husband feel like you never apologize. You just do what you do and you don't apologize. He has feelings, he communicates, and you get defensive and you tear him down <laughs> and you you know, he feels some kind of way about it, then you don't apologize. You just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Apologize. So she said, Let me stop by taking it. I'm sorry, babe. I lost focus and I don't know how it started, babe. I had my walls up living with these fears in me, but I was blinded by all my insecurities. So she was letting them know that the reason that I hadn't allowed you in is because I had my walls up. I was living with these fears in me for whatever reason. Maybe it's because my dad was not there. Maybe it was because my dad was emotionally unavailable to me. And, and I was looking for the same thing that I saw in my dad and you. So I had my walls up living with these fears in me. But I was blinded by all my insecurities. Hmm. I was insecure. And so that's what you got when I said, you know, if I'm not enough, blame me. I'm the issue. That's, that's what that was. My wall was up because I didn't want you to be so close to me and to let you in because... I I, I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel safe. But you're not the problem because my dad is the problem. My childhood is the problem. Something else or my my, previous relationship is the problem. And I blamed you. And I didn't let you in because of what someone else did. And listen to what she said. She said, rejection issues had me pushing you away from me. But you're everything I prayed for. And I want you to stay with me. So she's owning it. She's owning it. She's saying, I have rejection issues. And my rejection issues is what had me pushing you away from me. But I realized that you, you've been everything I prayed for. And, and really, when I came to grips and came to myself, I really know now that I want you to stay with me. She's, now she's getting ready to talk about you know, some really good stuff. She said, it's God, you, then the kids over everything. I remember the vows I made when I put on your wedding ring. So now my priorities are together because he communicated that that she doesn't prioritize him. The job, the kids, everything else comes before him and he's last. But she said, nope, I got a paradigm shift. I had a paradigm shift. So it's God, you, then the kids over everything. Remember the vows I made when I put on my wedding ring? You can have me whenever you like. Hmm. Oh, yeah, he loving this right here now. She said, early morning, lunch, dusk, or night. Is that all right? And then she said, I thought you would be happy with that. That's real, baby. Big facts. She said, you tap into the little girl in me. And when you do, that means the world to me. 
I'm still in love with you. Hmm. Man, that was good. Mm-hmm. She's speaking this language. Mm-hmm. She's talking what he want to hear. He communicated what he was feeling to her about his needs not being met. And rather than her getting defensive now, she's saying, hey, let me own that. Let me spoke to exactly those two, three points. She spoke exactly to those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so because a man need a man's need is his top needs. One of his top needs is sex. Mm -hmm. A man needs sex Mm -hmm. and he needs sex early. And he needs sex often. Mm-hmm. And so when that's not happening, that 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 that, that creates a problem in marriage. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes that's not going on in marriage. And, and he feels some kind of way because it's not going on. And so he needs sex. He needs submission. He needs sex and he needs submission or respect. And if that's not going on, he feels some kind of way about that. So we talked about the needs of a woman, but the needs of a man is, is sex, is submission, and he needs admiration. He needs to be admired. He want to know that, you know, and I, I share all the time with ladies, you know, oftentimes, especially if your husband you know, played sports when he was young, he played sports and he scored a touchdown and people rooted him on and they patted him on his behind and they, they cheered him on and they gave him high five and they fist bump, way to go, way to go, way to go. And sometimes if, he, if he's at work, if he's an executive, a hardworking man, he get the praises of the other people around him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to get the praises of people around him but come home and be ridiculed by the one that should give him the praises. Mm-hmm. I told my wife that when I minister and people say, oh, praise the Lord, God used you in a mighty way, that's really good. But I'm looking for her and what she has to say. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be successful everywhere else would be a failure in my home. Mm-hmm. And so men know, and it's particularly, you know, driven men. They know that, hey, I'm doing a good job here. I'm doing a good mm-hmm. job there. And, I'm, and I feel like I'm doing a good job at home. And if your husband is doing a good job at home, ladies, let him know that he's doing an amazing job. Pat him on the back. Pat him on his butt. Pat him. Give him a fist bump and say, you are killing it, man. You are knocking it out of the park. You are a great father. You are a great husband. You're just a great man, and I'm blessed to have you. That is going to bless him. So he need admiration. Let him know that you admire him more than the secretary. You admire him more than, than, than his fans on social media. You admire him more than people at work. You admire him more than, than his coworkers. You admire him more than anyone in the world. You admire him. Mm-hmm. Give him sex. Give him submission and give him admiration and watch what happens in your marriage. Hmm. So now, 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 husbands, this is what the man said when when she felt that he wasn't leading. Mm -hmm. And so he used to blame everybody and blame his wife and blame his childhood and blame his father and blame his mom and blame everything. And so now he's got to what he needs. And so this is what he's saying. He said, I've been out of place. I've been out my seat. Hmm. But you never stop speaking to the king in me. So, in other words, lady, if your man is not in position as a leader, don't stop speaking to that king in him. I believe that there's a king and there's a little boy in every man. Either you're going to speak to the little boy that sometimes can be irresponsible, that sometimes can be selfish, that sometimes can be self-centered. Mm-hmm. You're going to speak to that little boy in him, mm-hmm. or you're going to speak to that king in him that that, that that roars, that's a giant, that's a leader. You have to see that king in him and speak to that king in him. Speak to it so much to where you feed that king and, and starve that little boy. He said, I've been out of place. I've been out of my seat, but you never stopped speaking to the king in me. You saw the best in me when I didn't see the best in me. I was holding back, but now you're about to see the rest of me. I never had a clue of what a kingdom man do. It was always easier for me to just blame you. He said, I didn't have the roadmap. I didn't have the blueprint. I was asked to play a role in which I had no script for. They just put me in the play. They just put me in the movie and told me action. 
That's what happened when I got married. And that's not, that's not your fault, but that's what happened because I didn't have the blueprint when I was coming up. I had a father, but he wasn't present. I had a father, but he was in prison. I had a father, but he, he didn't, he was emotionally unavailable. He was on drugs. So I didn't have a blueprint. So now that you're saying, get in this movie and just act, I don't know what to do. He said, I never had a clue of what a kingdom man do. So what what, what I did, what, I just blamed you. Well, it's, it's your fault. Well, if you was more submissive, well, if you would talk to me more, well, if you was giving me more some sex, well, if you would, 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 it was always easy for me to just blame you. Hmm. And then he said this because now he's he, he had a paradigm shift. He said, here go the vision, the budget. The plan. Oh, my goodness. Now he's speaking a language because that's all she wanted was a leader. When she go to church, she see a leader. When she go to work, she see a leader. When she look on television, she see a leader. She see people moving and going forward and being progressive. But she doesn't see that when she look at you. Hmm. And so now he's saying, here go the vision. Here's the budget. Here's the plan. He said, I'll speak into your life, baby. I will be your kingdom man. He said, I didn't have a blueprint, but you are worth fighting for. I thought for handwritten card you're worth writing for my goodness he said so even if I don't have the money or the resource to get you a card I got the hand to write you a handwritten note then he, then he look he's taking a niche he said put on your black high heels that sexy black dress put on your lipstick pin up your hair here's your necklace lingerie rose petals coming from the hot tub this brother is thoughtful now because she said look where's the music the romance the flowers they kind of like dinner's rose petals from the shower mm-hmm. so he said here, here go your lingerie the rose petals from the hot tub the soft music the dim lights the back rub just because my goodness the man has went and purchased her lingerie he got rose petals they're coming from the hot tub mm-hmm. he's playing soft music he has dim lights he's giving her a back rub just because then he said this is gonna really mess you up right here he said, reservations made, vacation paid, and bills too. He took the initiative and made reservations and paid for the vacation and paid the bills. He said, I want you to know that I'm still in love with you. Mm-hmm. Booyah. Mm-hmm. Booyah. So what did he do? Effort. That's what he did. Effort. Effort. He put forth effort. He said, let Follow through. Follow Intentionality. Through. He said, I'm likely going to do something in his, to his own self, but he he heard her and he acted upon it. He didn't reservations made, vacation paid. I don't know if he involved her in it or not, but he took the initiative and he did that. So, he, he it was effort. That's what he did. <laughs> it was effort. It was effort. So, so if you go back to the episode on, on yesterday, then you can hear uh, all three verses. But I think that that's the conclusion, because when your spouse has a concern and mm-hmm. they're communicating their needs, mm-hmm. don't be in a rush to communicate your needs back to your spouse. Mm-hmm. Listen to what your spouse is saying. Mm-hmm. Connect to what your spouse is saying. Mm-hmm. And make sure that you're intentional about meeting your spouse's needs. Mm -hmm. And when your spouse's needs are met, oftentimes your needs will be met. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's giving all and, you know, you know, yes, we expect something in return. But sometimes you have to be the one that gives first, Mm -hmm. you know, and say, hey, listen, I'm not going to think about what I need, but I'm going to give. And the word of God says, when you give, it shall be given unto you. Mm -hmm. So when I give love and I give support and I give security and I give protection, I give what I need to give, then it's probably going to be given back to me or it's going to be given back to me. Mm-hmm. That's good. Amen. So we got time to answer a couple of questions that we okay. had. Me and my wife has been married for 24 years. 
Mm-hmm. That's a gasp. You see, I had a stroke mm-hmm. in 2021 and then had COVID in 22. They put him in a coma for three days. My Lord. He said, because of that, I'm blind in my left eye mm-hmm. and my left side of my body doesn't work too good. Mm-hmm. I've been out of work for all that time and it's weighing on my wife. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose my wife, mm-hmm. but what can I do? I just want some advice on how to save my marriage. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, first, let me say, um, praise God for surviving all of that. Thank God for, um, although you may not be experiencing his complete healing at this moment, he has certainly stepped in. And that's evident because you were able to submit that question. There's desire still there. Um, You see the weight of that life has had on your your wife um and there's some things and there's some seasons we cannot prevent we cannot we just have to deal with them when they come so we know that for certain first i would definitely say communicate that to your wife mm-hmm. let her know that you are mindful of how hard she's working um that you appreciate her for holding it down because that's what she's been doing she's been holding it down um and it's because and here's the thing about marriage um it is for better for worse sickness and in health so um the mere fact that your wife is still currently holding it down and i get it you don't want to lose her but she's holding it down and that's out of her love for you but let her know first that you appreciate that you appreciate all of her efforts the way she's had to step up and you know keep things together keep the family you know uh afloat and honestly, you know, it seems like there may be more information that's needed because I can't, you know, I don't want to say, um, you know, I, I don't know financially. I'm, my assumption would be that that is probably um, she's working hard. And if you're coming from, I don't know, the previous uh, situation either. So if this was a two person household, the effects of you not working, um, I'm sure it has a toll uh, on her as well. And I'm not sure financially what else can be done. Um, if there's maybe we go back and we take a look at the budget, we maybe make some different decisions about how we're spending money. We see what other resources are available to maybe give her a break in some areas, if there's some home health or if there's some other things that we can do to kind of help, even if there are other people within your support system who could possibly give her a break, you could take the initiative with that, um, saying, hey, brother, sister, cousin, children, friends, can you come do this? Or um, if money is tight and, you know, um, some things are, are you know, you don't necessarily need vacation sometimes. You just need a minute to pull away to just kind of clear your head a little bit. So if that's what she needs or if you're seeing some of that, um, then maybe see if there's a, fr- a family or friend or something who can assist you in making that happen with her. Um, again, like we just talked about in the uh, uh, closing out one of the verses, I think sometimes for women, I just want to know that I'm appreciated for what I do. Mm. I know men want appreciation, yeah. but hey, I hold it down. So appreciate that. Show me you appreciate that. Tell me you you appreciate that. But also, if there is a way you can relieve or alleviate some of my burden, do that. Put forth the effort to do that yeah. and follow that thing all the way through. The thought is nice, but follow that thing all the way through. So... Um, Again, I feel limited because, I mean, I don't know some of the circumstances and situations. And even if some things can be done financially, but if they can't, um, talking is free. Encouragement is free. Mm. Appreciation is free. Um, 
And then if you do have a, a very strong support system, then maybe pulling on them to maybe make something happen for your wife, just to let her know that you appreciate her. But nothing is going to beat you communicating to her mm-hmm. that you don't want to lose her, um, that you do appreciate her. Um, and sometimes we just take for granted that people know that, oh, well, you know, I love you. You know, I appreciate you. You know, I and it's like, no, tell them. Yeah. Tell them. Tell them more than you think they need to hear that. It's important. Yep, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. So another question. Uh, me and my husband have been married for two years. Mm-hmm. And now we have went from having sex multiple times a week mm-hmm. to about once or twice mm-hmm. a week. Mm. So it's not just always the man not getting it when they want it. Mm. Some of us women go through it, too. (laughs) Uh, She said, "Uh, I'm sorry to post a long post, but it's really frustrating. Mm -hmm. I make sure he has no stress at home Mm. and he gets to relax when he gets home from work. Mm -hmm. I don't nag him or anything, Mm -hmm. but, you know, he, he, he still is not producing. Well, are you answering that? Um. I like you to take a shot at. I, you know, again, I think men, women, there we we cannot not talk about seasons, and we cannot not talk about there are different times when you need to have a different response to different needs. Um, and she said they went from so obviously there was a season or a time in their life when certain things were plentiful. Yes. If they if they are not, then I would venture to say let's start with a conversation. Let's figure out why. Yep. Are there some body changes going on? Is there something going on with him? Um, is there medication? Um, is there an illness that may be existing? Um, is there stress at work? Um, is there, um, you know, maybe some other health things, you know, going on um, where he may need to seek some help? Um, or, you know, we, we have to talk about it because we have to talk about and, and we can't. Sometimes we don't want to mention things like maybe infidelity, um, uh, but it's it's real That's and right. it's a real um, sometimes uh, scapegoat for issues that are taking place in marriage. So um, it's going to be important to talk about it. It's going to be very, very important to get to the reasoning how we got to this point. Yeah, I think. Um, and brother, if you got if, you, if your wife is is is, you know, if, if she wanted, give it to her. I'm a proponent in marriage. You know, your body doesn't belong to you. And that's what Scripture communicates. Mm-hmm. Your body doesn't belong to you. And, and you know, neither does her body belong to her. Mm-hmm. And if, if she wants it, give, you know, give it to her, you know. But I think, and I share this a lot about, I think it's about four things that mm-hmm. when when guys, you know, don't want to be intimate with their with their spouse. I mm-hmm. think, you know, one, it's infidelity. Mm-hmm. Two, um, there, there is, is, is pornography mm-hmm. and um, masturbation. Mm-hmm. Um, three, it could be erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. you know, which a lot of men, you know, have and don't really want to discuss that because mm-hmm. a lot of their masculinity is is tied into their sexuality and they feel some kind of way when they're not able to produce or perform mm-hmm. in that way. And so it's shameful. So they don't want to discuss that and, and have that conversation. So they just would, you know, just deny and the fourth thing, any other type of medical issue, mm-hmm. you know, it may be something, you know, something that he's aware of or something that he may not be aware of that's causing, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, it not to be the same. And, um, you know, and and, and so it, it, oftentimes what I've seen, you know, just in counseling and dealing with people is one of those four. But but also I think it's a fifth. Sometimes it's it's he could feel, you know, feel some kind of way about you and in the relationship and what hadn't taken place and, and his frustrations. And, and he's just pretty much tapped out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important that you have the conversation mm-hmm. and you come and, and talk to him really, you know, and, and give him an opportunity to really share and open up. Because, you know, I mentioned this um, uh, on yesterday when we talked about it's better, you know, the Bible talks about it's better for a man to live on the rooftop than to live with a, on a it's better for a man to live on a corner of a rooftop, the corner of a rooftop, than to live in a house with a chorus of woman. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, maybe he's communicated to you mm-hmm. and it's not a safe place to communicate. Mm-hmm. And so you shut him down from communicating. So he doesn't communicate and he just withhold himself or deny himself from you mm-hmm. because he'll rather be, and, and that's his version of being on the rooftop. You know, you're not complaining or nagging him. It's just he's not able to express what needs to be expressed to you. Mm-hmm. And so it could be several different different um, issues. And so I think it's important for you to have that conversation with him in a loving manner. You know, not you don't touch me. You don't want me. You got somebody else. You cheating on me. What you doing? You watching something? The pastor said it's got to be one or four things. No, it, it, in my experience, what I've seen has been mainly one or four things. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important that you have the conversation in a loving manner, letting him know, hey, this is what's been going on. Yep. This have been feeling. It was three times a week. Now it's once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. And this is what I prefer. You know, you know, what's going on? Is it mm-hmm. anything that I can do? Is it anything that I'm not doing? Mm-hmm. I love you. I want you. And mm-hmm. I'm open to have this conversation with you, mm-hmm. you know. And so make him feel uh, safe. That it's a safe place to talk and to express, you know, what he need to express, you know, with you. It could be he, he's he's not attracted. I mean, it, it could be so many different things, mm-hmm. but make it a safe place for him to communicate. Because for male and female, but particularly for men, when we don't feel it's a safe place to communicate, mm-hmm. we stop communicating. Mm-hmm. When it's not safe, mm-hmm. or we feel that it's not safe to communicate, we don't communicate. It's already difficult for a lot of us to communicate. But when that on top of it's not safe to communicate, because I communicated this, now I'm in more trouble communicating it than, than when I wasn't communicating. I'm really on the rooftop. And so I think, you know, really being strategic in how you communicated with him and being, you know, coming to him in love and being okay with whatever answer that he gives you uh, and not making him pay for the answer that he gives if you don't want to hear that answer. Mm -hmm. Because it could be you could literally be the problem. And if you're the problem, don't. How are you going to make it? I'm the problem. So now you're blaming me. That's 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 how he feel. And I think it's important to talk through that. That's so important. This is some good stuff. I think that's that's all we have right now. Mm-hmm. That's all that's the time it. we have right now. So I'm Pastor Myron Thomas. This is my beautiful wife, Tori, guest host in Mid-South Viewpoint for Byron Tyler. Remember to join Byron Tyler next week to hear more inspiring stories from Mid-South and beyond. And remember, don't just start in love, but stay in love. God bless.